Have you heard of the Rhyme and Reason series? Let me tell you, it is incredible. And today I'm going to speak to the author and she's going to share how her series can benefit you and your children. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Catherine Zoller is the author of the Rhyme and Reason series and a dynamic speaker who uses humor and truth to inspire audiences across the country. Her personal testimony is proof of God's ability to redeem everything. Her goal for the Rhyme and Reason series is to familiarize the life-changing Word of God by teaching children the themes, stories, chronology, and heart of the Father. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thanks for having me, Leanne. I got your books, looked them over. I couldn't put them down. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, they're outstanding. The illustrations, the rhyming, every page is rhyme. I mean, like, and we're talking about biblical details. You were able to rhyme it to make it interesting to children. Right. So let's start with your salvation testimony. Could you share that with our audience, please? Okay, well, I had ADHD, and I know a lot of claim that they do, but I really did. And just off the charts, way before they gave it letters, it used to just be called Catherine Needs a Spanking. And school was a train wreck for me. I just, I was just a horrible student from kindergarten on. And when I was nine years old, my parents took me to a psychiatrist for the first time. And even at nine, I knew that psychiatrists were for crazy people. So I started to believe two lies. The first lie was that there must be something wrong with me. And the second lie was because there's something wrong with me, it's not okay to be me. And it just created this angst and this anger, really a rage as I got older. And when I became a teenager, I began to act out. I got into drugs. I just self-medicated. My brain was so on fire. Finally, when I was 15, they severed their parental rights, made me a ward of the state, and put me in a home for juvenile delinquents, where, frankly, I just became a much better juvenile delinquent. I ran away from there, and I was headed towards Florida. I got picked up by this preacher who asked me if I was a Christian. And I said, yes, I'm an American. He (laughs) took me to a Dairy Queen, bought me a hamburger, and while I ate, He read me all the classic salvation scriptures. Back up the highway, I stuck my thumb out. I prayed my very first prayer where I wasn't just curious with God. And I said, God, if you're like this man says you are, I hope I get caught tonight. You hope you get caught tonight. Yes. I eventually got back to Oklahoma. I had eight counts of grand theft autos, several truancy charges, drug charges, an arson charge. And the judge gave me an eight-year prison sentence pending a six-month probation. And I knew I couldn't do it. I knew I couldn't be good for six days, six weeks, six hours. So, but an aunt and uncle came from Delaware to ha- take me to live with them. And six months later, all the charges against me were dropped. And then unfortunately, my uncle molested me the entire three years I lived in his house. So that just added to this, you know, self-identity that was so in the toilet. Anyway, I got out of high school. I went to youth with a mission, became reconciled with my parents and my family. So I came back to Oklahoma so we could pay in-state tuition. I started dating a guy who was really floundering at this point. So I got pregnant. And when I got pregnant, I knew that I had blown the call of God on my life. I wasn't going to be a missionary. I wasn't going to marry a missionary. And I wasn't going to have little missionary babies. And I carried that albatross around for a very long time. But my husband and I got back in church. And then eventually my mother-in-law invited me to her Bible study. And at the very end of class each year, they have what they call a share day. And anybody who wants to can say what they got out of that year's study. Well, I've been a speaker for years. So I knew if there was a microphone, I was going to be in front of it. 
question is, what am I going to say? And I'm laying in bed on a sleepless night. We've been studying the book of Genesis. And these couplets started coming to me, rhyming couplets. I'd get up and write a couple down and go back to bed. I'd get up and write a few down and go back to bed. I kept doing that. Well, by the time the sun came up, I put the whole book of Genesis to rhyme. I rush off to class. I read it to this very stoic group of women not given to spontaneous bursts of applause. And they went nuts. They went nuts. And this is before email. So after class, everybody's coming up to me with dollar bills and slips of paper with their address saying, make a copy and send that to me. I had one woman say, Catherine, have you ever thought about making that to a children's book? I said, I hadn't thought of any of it till three o'clock this morning. But that's what got the whole thing started. Wow. That's amazing. Your testimony. I mean, being a teenager and facing all those charges and then God, you can see God's hand every step of the way you know, intervening to bring you to him, draw you to him. Exactly. The Rhyme and Reason series is incredible. What made you want to do the Old Testament and New Testament? And I ask this because Revelation and Leviticus are both known to be, you know, complex books to understand in the Bible. Did you find these difficult to create for little ones also? Well, not really. And my process was, I had written the first three. I'd written Genesis, Matthew, and Exodus. And I'm studying our Hebraic roots. I know Jewish children are required to memorize the Pentateuch. So I thought, well, if it's important for them, then we're shortchanging our kids. So I wrote those five books down. And the Holy Spirit immediately said, there's a New Testament counterpart for each one of those. Like, well, do tell. So (laughs) Genesis and Matthew are books of beginnings. Exodus and Acts are books of going out. Leviticus and Hebrews are both about the priesthood. And then I hiccuped and did Daniel and Revelation because they're two of the prophecy books. And then I haven't written them yet, but Numbers and 1 Corinthians are about how to live your faith in the culture, and Deuteronomy and Romans are both books of the law. So that was sort of my pattern. And then I had somebody ask me to write Esther, and somebody asked me to write Jonah, so I wrote those two as well. So there's 10 currently in the series. The idea, especially with Revelation, was there's I've got cross-references. I've got this, the scripture references at the bottom of every page in each book. In Revelation, I put cross-references, because I want children... And some of them might need help with an adult or teenagers or even new Christians to go on a treasure hunt all through the scripture to see the cohesiveness of the Bible. It's one story about one person, and he runs throughout that entire narrative. And so I want kids to understand the Bible. When I was a kid, I tried to read the Bible. It it was so confusing. So I want them to understand in Genesis, for example, what God's intention was in in creation, why the fall led to the flood why the flood led to the Tower of Babel. Because I didn't know what Daniel had to do with David or Jonah had to do with Joseph. I just knew the stories. So to me, it's important that kids get the chronology of this story of the Bible. Oh, absolutely. And I just want to read a little little section here so our, our listeners can get an idea. This is the wondrous true account of Jesus Christ, the King, the Messiah of the Jews, and the message that he brings. This is the book of Matthew. Matthew traced the generations back to Abraham to show his Jewish readers of the Lord's eternal plan. Now, the actual birth of Jesus happened just this way. Young Mary and her Joseph waited for their marriage day. But just before the wedding date, young Mary, sweet and mild, was visited by an angel who declared, you're with child. Mary was amazed and cried, I just don't understand. I'm waiting to be married, and I've never known a man. Listen, said the angel, you found favor, do not fear. And Mary then replied, these are blessed words I hear. 
I mean, the rhyming is great. And the illustrate, I mean, it's outstanding. And the illustrations are equally outstanding. Isn't it I, fabulous? It really is fabulous. The whole, the whole series. Thank so you very much. please tell me what age group do your books target and how can parents use these books as a teaching resource along with, I guess you have curriculum as well. Yes, I do. So I actually did a five question survey of all the Christian schools in Tulsa trying to find out my target age range and everyone came back identical. It was stunning to me. Pre-K to, to 12 years old. Even the high school students, I would make comments like I would buy that for my little brother because no high school kid's going to tell you they want a children's book, but everybody loves rhyme and everybody loves David's brilliant illustrations. So the idea, again, was just to take these, these difficult concepts, what can be, like you mentioned in Revelation and Leviticus and even Hebrews, really, and to, to set it to rhyme, not to minimize it or simplify it, because, but just to put the truth in a way that would be like stick in kids' minds, that they would remember. And truthfully, I got an email last week from a mother. She goes, I can't believe my hyperactive two-year-old boy will sit and list higher book being read. And I just replied and said, it's the rhythm and meter of the rhyme. It engages kids. And like I said earlier, it's a wonderful memory tool. So I, I want to have a, a, create a foundation for kids to understand the Bible so when they pick it up and read it, it'll make sense to them. It's almost like picking up a mini book of the Bible uh, right. for children because it's really right. thorough. Well, and that's the, I'm, thank you for mentioning that, because I didn't leave any stories out. I tell the story of Cain and Abel. I tell the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. I tell the story of Ananias and Sapphira and Stephen stoning. These are hard things that are in the Bible, but this is one of the reasons why we homeschool, is to have these hard conversations and to engage with our children on these things that, that matter so much to us. And how do you use the curriculum? You say you have curriculum also. It's it's available on the website via download. So I've got coloring pages, word games, activity sheets. There's vocabulary. There's a rhyming match. I was just trying to find other ways to, for parents to reinforce what the kids have been reading and learning in the books. I, I think it's so important because kids learn differently. Right. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I mean, your testimony is amazing. God takes you from this really broken place and equips you to make these amazing books for children. This whole series is beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to share? And is there any more resources coming out? I'm working on Romans. Like I said, I hope to have it out by uh, before Christmas. If they want to stay in touch, if they want notices of uh, when new books come out or when I have a sale, they can always go to the website and sign up. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.